0: Yay. Thank you, Eric. Here we go. Ah! Oh, that's scary, girl.
1: And with that, we send Eric out of the room. And with that, Everything fucks up again.
0: <laughs> Don't.
1: Please. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We're so excited to be here. Eric, leave all of this in. I'm going to edit the content to make He's it He's going cute.
0: upstairs. He's getting the, like, upstairs, upstairs. He's getting the fuck away from this situation. I know.
1: He's so over us and our bullshit
0: well i want to reiterate again that he volunteered i know that is why and it was so funny when i listened to episode five earlier today i was listening to it and i was like that was why i really pushed that i was like if he she ever is like this sucks i'm like he volunteers <laughs> That's why i was like i want to stress that he volunteered i'm stephanie
1: i'm sarah and this is dead, dead time, time stories and welcome
0: to episode six episode six it's been a long road here. It has. Um, and you know what? I'm excited to, uh, like, we've had some technical difficulties and, and and that's been frustrating. But I'll be honest, I'm excited to, ha- like, come back and to be, like, me and you because it's the first time we've recorded an episode in a while.
1: It's, hold on, it's the first time that we've recorded an episode since we went live.
0: Exactly. That's why I'm like, so I, I'm kind of like, I'm not, I'm not mad about it. You know that it's just us, as opposed that's to just, just that's the, next episode. We we'll to talk we'll about. talk about it. Um, but, but yeah, I'm kind of excited because yeah, it's our first episode together since going live. Yeah. And how does it feel, Sarah? Um, it feels
1: good. I would love it if more people would rate and review us. I
0: agree. Rate review. Um, uh, you—that's the best way you can help out our show. If you're a fan so far, um, or you know, if you're a friend of the show. Um, we would love for you to rate and subscribe and write a review for us on iTunes and everywhere else that we are, Stitcher, Google Play. But iTunes is like the key. Let's be yeah. real. It's iTunes a podcast is really... because of iPods because of Apple. Let's be yeah. real
1: yeah so yeah if people would just you know we're we're really excited tell your friends tell your family tell whoever might be interested in this now that we're live and we're on episode 6 I just really yeah. want to try to start getting the wheels turning so I want to get things moving I'm really excited uh, we have a few things in the works some like potential like merch and goodies and stuff that we're working on um, so we're just going to tease that out so if you guys want to start you know
0: flocking giving us some love and stuff maybe we'll give you some goodies speaking of merch and goodies. Um, I want to give a shout-out to—so um, the whole time that we've had this podcast up, we've had a theme song, and we've had artwork, right? Because we, we recorded things, and then we lined all that stuff up before we released everything. But I want to give a shout-out to uh, Renny Slackman, our— Yes, artist thank you. who did our, she did our, our album artwork um, and we uh, we had an idea and like she totally did that and then she was like, I have this other idea. And we ended up liking her idea so much that that's our main picture is, you know, the coffins and the arms crossed. That was Rennie and she's totally boss. And then we have that alternate picture if you're on our Facebook. Um, we've got that kind of like Scooby-Doo-esque kind of picture of us hunting guests and that was Rennie, like uh, she did both of them. So, follow her on Instagram that's at Twink Floyd, which I just love that that's her name and I found her uh, through Bendela creme's uh, instagram um she does she loves Bendela Creme and she does a lot of artwork of him, and he's reposted a lot of it, and I've been like queen. Yeah, and that was how I found her um and she's super dope so. And for those who don't know, just in case, Benda LaCrem
1: is a drag queen, queen who from, is most oh known for RuPaul's, RuPaul's drag, drag Race and RuPaul's Drag Race Angry All-Stars. All-Stars
0: Season 3. Season 3. This is the toughest Controversial decision, decision I she, ever yeah, when she had to she, make. She said it was the easiest. She chose oh, to right, send herself home, decision. you guys. It's, Spoiler alert. It was, I mean... I know. I know. You I know, don't know. know by now. I like that. And if right. you want, if you care about Drag Race, you know that already.
1: Speaking of, as much as I love this episode, and I'm really excited to get into this. As soon as this episode is over, we get to go home and watch Drag Race. And so, like, let's and... talk about some guys well, Speaking
0: of Drag Race, because I have to throw this in there. If you live in Philadelphia, <laughs> <I'm getting laughs> a production of Hedwig and the Angry Inch right now, um, starring. Braden Chapman, who you might know as Mimi I'm First um, from RuPaul's Drag Race, is my Hedwig and I'm Yitzhak, yeah? Um, and no Yitzhak, only Stephanie know I'm, I'm not going to, I'm saying I'm playing play. I know, we Yitzhak. love you.
1: She does such a wonderful, fantastic job. If you're in
0: Philly, go and see it. It's amazing. Dude, it's fantastic. And the soundtrack is now available on iTunes and on Spotify. And it is now, currently, it is Barrymore Recommended. Barrymore Recommended! I can get teary eyed. I'm so emotional which, about it. Which, if
1: you're not in Philly, which, you know, we're going to assume probably a good portion of Most you are, of you since are. you're friends of Philly, if but you if do. The Barrymores are basically the Philly, like Oscar Tonys. Like they're the awards category for local Philadelphian theater. And as much as they want to say that they're inclusive and they're open, to be honest, it's really difficult to
0: become Barrymore <laughs> nominated so, in and we're this not nominated, yes, community. So, so we recommended. Right. recommended. Right. So what that means, though, is that they're going to send judges to consider us for nominations for Barrymore's. So that's it's really a big cool. Deal. It's a big deal. It's very exciting.
1: And you guys should all, if you're in the Philly area, go see it. You have plenty of chances still Runs through the end of june
0: stephanie's gonna yeah, give you all june the info. 30th. yeah you can find us on uh, at retheater.org um that's theater with an er at the end uh which if you're a theater person you'll understand why that's a thing um but retheater.org um and again the album is available on itunes it's listed as the 20th anniversary recording which makes me really excited because that's a big deal. And also because that was my idea to call it that. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, but that's what it is. Um, And we got permission from Stephen Trask, who is the composer, to call it that. So that was really cool. Um, super exciting. But let's fucking record episode six you yeah dirty bitch i'm like i now that
1: we've talked about your show we've talked about a few other things and now that we are totally sure that it's actually recording, <laughs> recording.
0: girl um,
1: tell me what you're gonna talk about today stephanie because you're really excited and i'm really excited to tell you about mine so i am really excited hit me with it girl and it's late so give me some nightmares and I'm gonna say I'm ready to hear it because I want to be scared because I'm going home alone.
0: <laughs> You're not going home to that John Wayne Gacy mannequin. <laughs> not no, yet. I haven't not got yet. that. Not
1: yet. Not yet. Uh, if you guys want to help me get that John Wayne Gacy mannequin, <laughs>
0: you can visit our Patreon that does not exist yet. Oh my god, we should. That's One a day idea. we will. So I'm going to talk about today. I'm going to talk about MK Ultra. Um, What's MK
1: Ultra? Is it that new beauty line?
0: Ooh, girl, you're gonna love to put MK Ultra all over your face. MK is like a porn joke, um, it does so. Um, Project MK Ultra, uh, also known as the CAI Mind Control Program. <laughs> CAI or C-I-A. CIA? The CIA. Did I say C-I-A? You said CIA? Girl, it's been a long day. You guys, we've had a few we drinks, had, we've had a few drinks, and we had some, some technical difficulties. <laughs> so, um, if you're not from the U.S. because I don't know if I told you this but on iTunes we advertise to the U.S. and the U.K. Um, Worldwide it was like that seems like a lot for what you're trying to do. And I was like okay. So that's where we advertise on Facebook.
1: I don't know if you know this but according to SoundCloud we have someone who's listening in Australia.
0: Shut up! That's what it says.
1: So if you're listening in Australia we're really excited about it. Please email us. Let us know. We'd love to talk to you. Please.
0: Please. by God. And thank you. Okay, so, yes, thank you. So the CIA, if you're not familiar, is the Central Intelligence, intelligence the Central Intelligence Agency. There's I'm a not tequila. a robot. Um, I'm just a little bit drunk. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, so the CIA mind control program. Now, this is a real thing that happened. This is not um, like a fake. You know, like conspiracy, like maybe this is a thing. This is a very, this is a thing that really happened. So, Project MK, <laughs> MK Ultra, or uh, the CIA Mind Control Program, um, was a series of experiments on human test subjects by the United States CIA. Not, uh, and it was not always legal. Um, and it was intended to identify and develop drugs and procedures to be used to force confessions, basically, through mind control. This project ran from 1953 to 1973. Is when they finally put it into it. That's Um, a long time time. to be drugging
1: people. I mean, that's what I assume. Like they're giving them psychedelics or something. So they
0: did. Oh, girl, they did all sorts of stuff. So many drugs, um, primarily LSD, (laughs) but not just LSD. um, But they tried to use marijuana too. Um, But uh, but But we were like, jokes on you. Um, So many drugs: hypnosis, sensory deprivation, isolation. Verbal and sexual abuse, including on small children, <gasps> and other forms of torture. What? Um. So it was brought to the public. Uh, it was. It didn't become public knowledge until 1975, which is two years after it ended. How? Um, okay. Yeah, <laughs> uh, by the Church Committee um, of the United States uh, and Congress and Gerald Ford's United States Presidents Commission on CIA Activities Within the United States. That's what the program is called. It's called the United States Presidents Commission on CIA Activities Within the United States. Good sometimes Lord, a mouthful.
1: What's was, the acronym for it? Well, there's
0: no acronym, <laughs> but I was going to say sometimes it's referred to as the Rockefeller Commission. So that's a shorter thing that we can call it, <laughs> um, because that was who was the head of that commission when they started. It was, um, oh, fuck, one of the Rockefellers. Rockefeller. There's been a bunch of them. Just say Rockefeller. One of them. You know, <laughs> that one.
1: You know, Rockefeller. Um. So in
0: 1973, the CIA director Richard Helms ordered all MK Ultra files to be destroyed. <gasps> um, investigations, you know, which happened after the fact, relied a lot on sworn testimony of direct participants. Um, a relatively small number of surviving documents existed. In 1977, the Freedom of Information Act, um, which some people are familiar with, but, you know, it's what makes a lot of government um, documents public because, you know, your tax dollars are being spent on them. So you should have a right to know what the government is doing with your tax dollars. So the the Freedom of Information Act went after them and requested um, some uncovered documents and they got them to release over 20,000 documents relating to MK Ultra. <sighs> Um the name uh is a code name for for the CIA, right? MK was what they called the technical services staff. Um and the technical services staff is basically the MI6 of the CIA, which if you watch when I say MI6, I talk about like James Bond's like like the people that build him all his like gadgets and stuff. Um which that's a real thing in in the UK. But like that's what I think of, but that's what Like, that's what they did for the CIA is they built, like, all sorts of, like, little tools and gadgets and things. So they were the ones, like, (laughs) with all the drugs. And Ultra was a previously designated code word for most secret classification uh, things for uh, World War II intelligence. So MK for, like, the staff that was, you know, in control of the project. And then Ultra because it was, like, ultra secret. (laughs) So... When Ultra started, they were doing these experiments on voluntary test subjects, right? Because that was the thing, was they were, like, after the Nuremberg cases, right, in um, Germany, after, like, the Nazi war camps, um, in a lot of the concentration camps, they were doing, like, scientific projects on the people there. So um, after the Nuremberg trials, they came up with, like, the Nuremberg Code, which is where basically you... The whole world agrees <laughs> that you don't experiment on people without telling them and without their consent, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. So that was how it started. Was they were like, "Well, we need like willing volunteers because we're not going to break the rules," right? But the people who led the project, his name was Sydney. Let me get his name right quick. <laughs> Sydney Gottlieb um, was like the head of the project, and he was basically like. Well, if we want, if the whole thing is we're trying to, like, mind control people, um, then we don't want to tell them that we're trying to do it, right? Because then Uh-oh. they'll do what we want them to do because they know what we want them to do. So we got to do it to people who don't know about it. <laughs> and it had started, but, like, originally it started with, like, college kids. They were paying college kids, like, a certain amount of money. And <laughs> they were their other voluntary test subjects were people who were in prisons who basically they would get drug addicts and they would be like well if you do the drugs we want you to do we'll also give you the drugs that you like to
1: do. oh my god
0: <laughs> so there was like one guy who they kept on LSD for like 80 days straight <gasps> <laughs> and then That's this,
1: awful. It's crazy.
0: I know. It's absolutely fucking crazy. Um so then the guy was like well if we're trying to get Russian spies to confess to some stuff we can't very well tell them that we're trying to control their minds. So we got to start testing on people who don't know what we're doing. Um, So that was how that I,
1: that defeat that (laughs) entire girl. I know.
0: know. (laughs) So here's another thing that I thought was really fascinating. So they got, um, so the reason that they wanted to try it is because they had heard that, um, the Soviets and the Chinese and like the North Koreans were trying to do mind control. Of and course. so they were like, it became kind of an arms race thing where they like were like, them. well, if we're going to catch up with what they're doing, then like we have to start testing on people who don't know that we were testing. on them. <laughs> so um, anyway, the Chinese word for it, which I thought this was fascinating, uh, is uh, Xi now, which I'm probably pronouncing wrong. But Xi now literally means to wash the brain. And that's where we get the term brainwash from. (gasps) Yeah. (laughs) I thought that was really, really cool, actually. Um, But yeah, so we get that word from that practice. um, And that's when that word became like part of the the English language. That's the etymology of brainwashing. It was like, huh, who knew? (laughs) You
1: learn something new every day. Or, I mean, so, you get
0: brainwashed into learning something uh, new every day. Right? Oh, girl. Um, or you're brainwashed into saying something that you didn't do every day. Oh. So the project attempted to produce a perfect truth drug for interrogating suspected Soviet spies during the Cold War and to explore other possibilities of mind control. Uh, Subproject 54 was another MK Ultra effort and was the Navy's top secret perfect concussion program, which was supposed to use suboral frequency blasts to erase the memory. However, the program was never carried out. Um, most of the MK Ultra records were destroyed in 1973, which I told you before, by the director Richard Helms. So it's been very difficult for investigators to gain complete understanding of more than 150 research subprojects sponsored by MK Ultra and related CIA programs. Um, the project began during a period of what Robert Cornwell described as paranoia at the CIA, when the U.S. had lost its nuclear monopoly uh, and fear of communism was at its height. There was. Um, like you know the movie the the Manchurian Candidate, um. So that was a result of MK Ultra, like people learning about it and being like, this is what this is designed to do. Like it can make you like kill somebody or forget mm-hmm. your life or you wouldn't know who you were. Um. So when they were like, okay, well we need to start testing on people, um, who don't know that we're testing on them. Um. <laughs> some people in the lab would drug each other. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like like, oh my god!
0: Like, like put LSD Gatcha, in each other's coffee, and then, like, and then like watch them throughout the day, and that would be like who they experiment.
1: <laughs> That's awful! What a fucking Russian roulette of a nine to five. I, I
0: know. I know it's Going to the office
1: today, honey. If I come home and I seem like I'm tweaking, I promise everything's fine. The guys are just pulling something. Right. We're
0: all just playing. We're all just checking. It's all out. for an experiment. Wing Wink, wink nudge nudge <laughs> so, say no more. I love that you went there. Um so one 1955 MK ultra document gives an indication of the size and the range of the effort. It refers to the study of an assortment of mind altering substances described as follows. So one, substances which will promote illogical thinking and impulsiveness to the point where the recipient would be discredited in public. Two, substances which increase the efficiency of of mentation and perception. Three, materials which will cause the victim to age faster or slower in maturity. Four, materials which will promote the intoxicating effect of alcohol. Five, materials which will produce the signs and symptoms of recognized diseases in a reversible way so that they may be used for malingering, etc. Fuck people up. Six, materials which will cause temporary and or permanent brain damage and loss of memory.
1: Oh, cool. (laughs) Either
0: or. All right. Seven substances which will enhance the ability of individuals to withstand privation, torture, and coercion during interrogation and so called brainwashing. Uh huh. Eight materials and physical methods which will produce amnesia for events preceding and during their use. Forget me nows. Nine physical methods of producing shock and confusion over extended periods of time and capable of seripitous use. 10, substances which produce physical disablement, such as paralysis of the legs, acute anemia, etc. 11, substances which will produce a chemical that can cause blisters. 12, so there's 17 of these things, by the way.
1: Are these the plagues? These are I mean, like, this sounds awful. That's what they,
0: right, they're trying to learn the plagues. Substances which alter personality structure in such a way the tendency of the recipient to become dependent upon another person is enhanced.
1: Well, that just sounds like me.
0: make you more codependent 13 a material which will cause mental confusion of such a type the individual under its influence will find it difficult to maintain a fabrication under questioning 14 substances which will lower the ambition and general working efficiency of men when administered in undetectable amounts
1: so they all have that huh
0: Oh, girl. (laughs) It's in the whole male population. (laughs) 15 substances which promote weakness or distortion of the eyesight or hearing faculties, preferably without permanent effects. Preferably. Preferably. It's not mandatory. Sixteen, a knockout pill, which can be surreptitiously administered in drinks, food, cigarettes, as an aerosol, etc., which will be safe to use, provide a maximum, of am- provide a maximum of amnesia, and be suitable for use by agent types on an ad hoc basis.
1: Hey, uh, does this smell like chlorophyll
0: to you? <laughs> <laughs> and 17, a material which can be surreptip- uh, surreptitiously, they love that word, administered Indeed. by the above routes and which in very small amounts will make it impossible for a person to perform physical activity. Um, okay. <laughs> so, um, they did, uh, experiments on Americans with, um, with LSD primarily um but also uh, barbiturates amphetamines um heroin morphine mescaline um cannabis alcohol and sodium pentothal which a lot of people know as the truth serum mm. uh they did hypnosis um and when, uh hypnotically induce anxiety in people um hypnotically increasing ability to learn and recall complex written matter studying hypnosis and polygraph examinations they conducted experiments with drug-induced hypnosis with uh, anter antro- retrograde and retrograde amnesia while under the influence of such drugs. And they did um, experiments in Canada too. <laughs> like it wasn't Jesus, just here,
1: was all over. So in
0: 1973, amid the government-wide panic caused by the Watergate scandal, the CIA director Richard Helms ordered all MK Ultra files be destroyed. <laughs> he was like, "Girl, they coming for the government. We got to burn this." <laughs> Um, pursuant to this order, uh, most CIA documents regarding the project were destroyed, making a full investigation of MK Ultra impossible. A catch of some 20,000 documents survived Purge and as they've been incorrectly stored in a financial records building and were discovered following the um, Freedom of Information Act request in 1977, these documents were fully investigated during the Senate hearings of 77. Uh, In December 74, the New York Times alleged that the CIA had conducted illegal domestic activities, including experiments on U.S. citizens during the 60s. The report prompted investigations by the U.S. Congress in the form of the Church Committee and by a commission known later as the Rockefeller Commission, and that looked into the illegal domestic activities of the CIA, the FBI, and the intelligence-related agencies of the military. Um, In the summer of 75, the Congressional Church Committee reports and the Presidential Rockefeller Commission uh, revealed to the public for the first time that the CIA and the Department of Defense had conducted experiments on both unwitting and cognizant, so both people that were aware and people that were not aware, human subjects as part of an extensive program to find out how to influence and control human behavior through the use of psychoactive drugs such as LSD and mescaline and other chemical biological and psychological means. Um so uh that was a real thing that happened. Jeez. Um there were Senate hearings in nineteen seventy-seven um to look further into MK Ultra um and Admiral Stansfield Turner, who was then the director of the, the Central Intelligence, uh, and revealed that the CIA had found a set of records. That was the 20,000 documents that they then uh put forward. And um in nineteen eighty-four. The U.S. General Accounting Office um, revealed more paperwork. There was even more stuff related uh, that they let out in, like, 2001. So as far as 2001, there was still new material coming out about this project. Um, It is still, um, like... People are still fucked up from it to this day. Um, at his retirement in 1972, Gottlieb, who was the person who was in charge, dismissed his entire effort for the CIA's uh, MK Ultra program as useless, ultimately. Mm. Um, no. So it was all for nothing. The CIA insists the MK Ultra type experiments have been abandoned, although writer Elizabeth Nixon claims that uh, they continue today under a different set of acronyms. Writer Victor Marchetti stated that the CIA routinely conducted disinformation campaigns and the CIA mind control research continued, claiming that it was a cover story that the program had been abandoned. So some people think that it's still happening. They're it's still, still going on to it. this day.
1: There's an office somewhere where the coworkers are just drugging each other and seeing what happens. And let me wait. But then they added a camera, and it's called
0: Jackass. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I filmed many of my own Jackass segments in eighth grade when I got my first video camera. Um, I called myself Stephanie Nashville. Stop (laughs) (laughs) that shit! I couldn't make up. Um, Actually, no. Angel was Angel Nashville. I was (laughs) Stefo. I'm going to kill you. Um, so the thing that makes me this. Well, I can't say the saddest because there's way more fucked up stuff than what makes me sad. What makes me sad is it's given LSD such a bad reputation. <laughs> I love LSD.
1: I know you do. and I'm not
0: afraid to say that on this podcast. No. Um, I mean, it's not I wouldn't do it every day. But I mean, it's a lot of fun. But it definitely is like fucking opens your mind to some shit. <laughs> so I can see how being on that for eighty days straight would Might fuck you be a up a little much. Um. But yeah. So that's a real thing that happened, and some that's people crazy. think it is still happening. Um. I don't know about all that. But I'm also I'm not a big conspiracy enthusiast, and I I don't know. A lot of people believe that our government isn't telling us a lot more than, that, and I'm sure our government isn't telling us a lot. But I also don't give our government a lot of credit for being competent anymore, enough to get... Oh, girl. I never have, though. Competent enough to like have something like that still going on to this day. But what do I know? I mean... I'm just who recording am I? a podcast in a basement. Talking about how much I love LSD. I know. <laughs> so, so who the fuck am I?
1: <laughs> so let's get on to some
0: ghosts. Let's get on to some ghosts. Yeah, you're talking about a ghost this week.
1: Um. Well, actually, I'm talking about I guess, what could be considered our first witch? Oh, that makes me so happy. Well, okay. So, she's a witch, but she's, she's not a witch. A witch.
0: She's Burner. not a witch.
1: She's not a witch. Um, So, what I'm going to talk about today... I just kicked the mic. I hope I didn't fuck things up. It's um, over. It's ruined. I know. I'm so tired. Okay. What I'm going to talk about today is the Bell Witch, which mm-hmm. the Bell Witch is pretty popular and she's got a pretty popular story. Um, now, whether she's an actual witch or a ghost or a poltergeist or etc. is up to be seen. Okay. Um, Decided upon by you. But here's the story behind the Bell
0: Witch of Tennessee um Ooh, get it tennessee get it tennessee shout out christina listens to our podcast she's in tennessee there you go get, a ten- get tennessee. it tennessee christina well she's gonna be here and tomorrow she is i'm gonna see her that's gonna
1: be very exciting but she's she'll come, be in tennessee headway to, she listens to this podcast <laughs> <laughs> okay so the bell witch early 1800 mr john bell the patriarch of our story moved his family from north carolina Stephanie. Hey, that's where I'm from, and Christina is
0: also from there. And he moved to them Tennessee. To Tennessee, just like Christina. Look at look at this. There Parallels everywhere.
1: I know. Um, where he had purchased some land and a large house in 1817, it all began. That's what I wrote down. Um, so basically, dun, dun, 1817 dun. is when we have you know the first notable things start happening. So they lived there s- seemingly without much event until then. One day, uh, John Bell was out inspecting his crops when he saw a strange animal with the body of a dog and the head of a rabbit. Uh, he says that he shot at it multiple times, but he missed. Yeah, he did. Right? Because what else are you going to do? Um. But that very same night that he saw the creature, the family began hearing beating and knocking sounds on the outside walls of the Fuck home. Fuck that. So as soon as he saw no, that ma'am. creature, stuff started happening. Right? Um, in the weeks that followed, the knocking continued, and the kids in the house, which they had four children, um, the kids began hearing what sounded like rats gnawing on their oh. bedposts.
0: Oh, no. They
1: also began to experience their bed covers being pulled away and their mm. pillows being tossed to the floor. Like that. Right? So this goes on for a little while. Next up the family began hearing faint whispering voices. Now, they weren't loud enough to understand exactly what it was saying, but it sounded like it was an old woman singing hymns. Just like faint, you know, melodic voices. As activity increased, this entity or witch or whatever you want to call it, um, began to really put the focus on John Bell, the patriarch, and then his daughter, Betsy. Betsy would have her hair pulled. Um, She would have herself scratched. She had the feeling of being like stuck with pins. And then the biggest thing, and I wrote this down, I was like, finally, she was slapped across the fucking face. Yeah, she was. Like she would get bitch slapped. Like she would be sleeping and she would get slapped so hard it would wake her up.
0: Wake up, Betsy, you bitch. It's
1: it's like, wake up, bitch. We're going shopping. Like (laughs) you got to get the fuck up and it would sl- and it would hit her Girl, so hard there's a hard. sale at
0: Primark get the fuck up get the
1: fuck up right now it would slap her so hard it would leave like handprints and welts On her, right? So, when all that first started, um, John Bell, the dad, didn't want the family to talk about any of this. He was like, Look, (laughs) we need to keep this in the family. Sweep it under the rug. Don't tell people about it. People are going to think we're crazy. We're hearing knocking. You guys are hearing gnawing. Like, your beds
0: are, you know, fuck it. Be quiet.
1: But once Betsy started getting the shit beat out of her, he finally. Confided in He was like, like All
0: right, girl, they putting their hands on you.
1: Exactly. Well, so and it wasn't even that much. He finally at that point confided in a neighbor and a friend, James Johnston. So one night Johnston and his wife came and stayed the night with them. So they were like, All right, we'll come see what you're talking about. Because that sounds like a great idea. Right. Um, and that night Johnston experienced having his covers ripped off the bed and being repeatedly slapped across the face. <laughs>
0: I just like repeat it like this with the other girl I imagine it was like one and this one I imagine it was like oh you don't think there's a fucking witch here you don't think there's a fucking ghost here? I'm gonna fucking slap you again slap you know again, and that's a bit. slap you again
1: I feel like that's a pretty accurate representation of what this witch does because you'll see later on that's kind of her mentality of just like you really don't think there's someone there's someone here. There's someone here. I promise you. <laughs> I swear to God, there's someone here. Um, say I don't exist. Say, I don't. say it again. So that night he had stuff ripped off, and he reportedly left the next morning, telling Bell that what existed in his house was a spirit of the biblical type. Oh my
0: God, of the biblical type. You know, because
1: that's how they were back then in 1800. Yeah. Um. So after that night where the Johnstons came over and another party experienced it the entity began to find its voice. So oh it began to really start no. speaking clearly. No, man, It began speaking loudly nope. and coherently. I don't like it. It sang hymns. Nope. Quoted scripture. Uh-uh. Carried on conversation. I'm getting out. And at one point, it even quoted word for word two separate sermons that had been preached on the same day at the same time that were 13 miles apart in churches. We're burning the house down. Basically, yep. Yeah, so now you know that this entity or whatever it is has the knowledge to be able to be in two separate places at once and relay that information back down to the God. middle ground. That's some demon... That's the devil. That's the devil. I don't like
0: it. I've seen t- it. I door, need it is out. Door excited. Is
1: dark-sided? Is dark-sided? They are not Christian. Oh my God, warrior? <laughs> so, um, <laughs> as I was doing my research, I found quite a few things talking about who this entity might be. Um, and one source said that the entity itself identified itself as Kate Batts, who was a neighbor of the family uh, when they first moved in, who felt cheated in a business deal with John Bell. Now, I read multiple accounts that said it was a business deal over land. I read a few accounts that said it was a business deal over slaves. Um... (laughs) I read a few accounts that just said it was a business deal, but a business either way- It
0: because it was sex and she was a hooker? Who knows? Who knows? That kind of business deal.
1: But she apparently felt so wronged by him that on her deathbed, she swore to haunt him. Fuck yeah. Get it, girl. Right? Get it, Grumble Thorpe. I'm sorry. Get it, Grumble Bats. <laughs> Hashtag um, Because her name's Kate Bats. Um, another source that I read said that John Bell just started calling the entity Kate. And the entity seemed to favor being called Kate. So uh, who really knows? I like the story of it being a disgruntled neighbor who's like, "I'll I'm gonna get you after this. Right. Uh, you took twenty cents from me that I was owed, and I'm well, gonna back in the day, twenty cents was like
0: I'm gonna get like you five hundred dollars." John
1: Bell, I know that's why I said it. Uh, okay, so either way, Kate, like her life-saving entity, witch, poltergeist, whatever, which, which? um. Which witch, which poltergeist witch, um, had been clear with her intention that she ultimately wanted to kill John Bell. And she was also when I say clear, obviously we know she was talking. Clear as a bell. She was clear as a bell. <laughs> she was Crystal cake clear. It, she cool. she was clear. She wanted to kill him and she would put curses on him, etc. Now, you remember Betsy who got bitch slapped?
0: Oh, I remember bitch slapped. Good. Betsy. You remember bitch
1: slapped Betsy? Bitch slapped <laughs> Betsy. Um, well the witch She the
0: one that got the bitch slapped. She
1: got bitch slapped. I have it. Okay, okay. Um well, the witch wasn't too keen on her fiance and who she was engaged to. Oh, of course not. Now she never gave a reason why, but she made it clear that she did not want Betsy to marry this guy. His name was Joshua Gardner. Mm-hmm. He's around for a while. Mm-hmm. Um she dates him and she's engaged to him, but for whatever reason Kate, witchy witch entity, does not want she's her to marry Josh. It. No, she's not having it. Um, as time went on, the story of the Bell Witch began making the rounds. People were talking about it, etc. Um, apparently two of the boys in the family served under General Andrew Jackson, Jack, Jackson. Jackson in the war. Um, as time went on, the story began making the rounds. Yes. Um. So the boys worked for General Jackson, and apparently the story caught the ear of him. And according to lore, in 1819, Jackson decided to visit. Now, keep in mind, this is only two years after the activity started, right? Yeah. So he decided to visit. But as him and his entourage or group were approaching the farm, all the land, their wagon abruptly stopped, mm. and it wouldn't move any further, and the horses couldn't, wouldn't pull it any further and after several minutes of trying to coax the horses and get it to move and it wouldn't move, finally Jackson stood up and exclaimed, "Um by the eternal boys, that must be the bell witch and then after he said that it said that he heard a voice crystal clear disembodied right next to him say That's right, general you guys are free to pass I'll see you later today yep, that's
0: me she just wants somebody to like... She just wanted validation. Yep. She was like,
1: You guys can proceed and I will see you later this evening. It was exactly what she said. I will see you later tonight. Wink, wink wink. Nudge nudge. Say no more. After she said that and they heard the voice, the wagon was able to move again, of Naturally. course. Um later on in the evening, after none of no activity was happening, one of the guys that was part of Jackson's entourage claimed himself to be a witch hunter sure cuz he had a big dick you know as right. they do he's i'm like a, that's I'm what they, a witch hunter he's like
0: that's what they call me they call, they call big me big dick witch, witch hunter.
1: hunter um yeah so he's a witch hunter and after they go several hours with no activity um, this dude pulls out a tiny pistol and claims that the silver bullets in this pistol will kill any spirit or entity it comes in contact with, and the reason why this witch and entity hasn't messed with them is because he's got this little he's got he's got this gun on him with these his bullets he's got the little pistol exactly hmm, let's think about that for a second Oh, I know America uh because the witch was scared of it so at that moment, as soon as he stood up and made this proclamation, I wrote down. Joke's on you, stupid, is what I imagine the witch thought.
0: Because immediately after he said that... She was like, oh, girl.
1: I'm going to show you. You think I'm
0: afraid of your little guns? Mm -mm. I'm the bell
1: witch, bitch. So immediately after making those claims, this witch hunter began jerking his body around, claiming to be stuck with pins and beaten. He then appeared to receive... He fucking
0: cried.
1: He then appeared to receive a quick kick to his ass that sent him out the front door. Yep, like someone kicked him on the butt, sent him out the front door. And at this point, that disembodied voice came up again, and the witch spoke up saying that there was another fraud in Jackson's group, and that he would be identified and tormented the next night. Woo! Now the
0: rest of She don't play no games.
1: The library is open, she called him out, she read him for filth, and she said I'm going to find another one tomorrow. And sh- she leaves it open 24/7. You guys going to stay again? So, the rest of that night is unclear, but what is clear is that someone apparently saw Jackson and his men in a neighboring town the next morning, apparently on their way to Nashville. Yeah, they were like, so no, we're who knows if they even finished out. the night. Now, with that being said, I will say there's no actual historical evidence to support Jackson and his groups being there. Some people say that at this point in time, it doesn't make sense that Jackson would be there because he would be out campaigning because it was around the same time that the election was coming up, et cetera. However, this has been passed down through the family, yeah. et cetera. So I want to include it because I think it's really great. Now, throughout the years of torment, which lasted in total the main years, between 1817 to 1821, so yeah. it's very a short span like of time. Years, You're looking yeah. at four years. Um, John Bell's health steadily declined. declined yeah, um, He began – he would complain of what he called mouth paralysis, like he just lost – you know, function and feeling in his mouth, Um, swelling of the throat. He would feel like a stick was stuck sideways in his throat. He also began to experience twitching in his face and small seizures. He was not doing well. Um,
0: (laughs) Naturally.
1: By the fall of 1820, he was confined to the house. His Mm. health was so bad. And apparently, because again, you're dealing with a witch bitch. When he tried to walk, he would have his shoes taken away from him. And when he would have his, like, small seizures, she would slap him in the face. With his shoes? Repeatedly. No, I think just <laughs> slap him in the face. And one of these. And one of these. Right? Yeah, she would remove his shoes when he tried to walk and slap him in the face when he had seizures. <laughs> I know, she's a bitch. Um, she, would, <laughs> she was known for calling him Old Jack Bell, and she could be heard all over the farm, like, talking to him, cursing his name. Basically
0: wishing his death bitch, upon him. Bitch, I told him. you I would be around after I was dead. Just and cursing him. And fuck your farm and fuck your family and fuck your family's cow and fuck your family's farm and fuck this house. And all of that finally came to fruition and it all got fucked on December
1: 20th of 1820 when yeah, John did. Bell finally died. So, December 20th, 1820, John Bell passed away. Immediately after his death, the family discovered a small vial of unidentified liquid in the cupboard. They decided to give some of this liquid to the cat, as you do, and the cat died instantly, instantly, at which point when the cat died, the witch spoke up and said that she gave old Jack the liquid the night before and that that's what killed him. The son, so his son, John Bell Jr., who will come back into play a little bit later, apparently threw the vial into the fireplace where it burst into a blue flame and shot up the chimney at Bell's funeral which is said to be one of the largest attended funerals in this area of Tennessee um the, as the family began leaving the graveyard and people began to disperse it's said that the witch began laughing laughing oh fuck and singing uh drinking songs and that she continued to laugh and sing
0: up until the last person left. left the grave she was like, "I'ma shut this party down." Now like she was name was John Bell. Exactly,
1: I'ma I'ma do to you what I did to Mister Bell. Now she was basically non-existent after Bell's death. That was obviously, I guess, that her was, main like, her, thing. Her
0: unfinished business was ruining his life.
1: Except, let's not forget about bitch slapped Betsy. Bitch slapped Betsy and her beau Joshua. Gardner. so the witch was basically non-existent except she was still tormenting betsy she was still not happy with the fact that betsy was still engaged to josh Gardner, and betsy and josh couldn't go anywhere without being tormented again poked hair pulled face slapped apparently she would rip food out of their hands as they were trying to eat like just a bitch i don't know about that but that would be something that would be enough until finally, of course, the patience and everything took its toll on the relationship. And Betsy ended their engagement in Easter of 1821. So that was not even six months after her father's death in December of
0: 1820. Yeah. Because well, um, once her father died, the Bell Witch was like, cool, now I have all my time to bitch slap Betsy. To focus
1: on getting this girl's ass in line. That's
0: our episode title, something about bitch slapping
1: Betsy. Slap and Betsy. Um, so in April, right after Betsy ended her engagement, the witch went and visited the widow of John Bell. Her her name was Lucy. (laughs) She's like, you know what?
0: Now I got some shit for
1: you. Well, no, listen. And I didn't bring this up earlier because I only read it in a few sources. But apparently... Again, the witch sort of tormented the family, but she really only focused on John and Betsy. She was apparently very nice to the wife Lucy, and would even yeah. It, She's like, and, you know what,
0: Lucy, I ain't got no problem with you. I like how you keep your home exactly. I like how
1: you leave this house. You seem like a nice woman. I have no yeah. problem with you. I got a problem with your
0: husband, but you know what, me and you, your no bad your blood. they their shit, but you know what, I like everyone you. else. Like you your I like your house. You make a good. You make a good. You got a good meatloaf, shepherd's pie. I'm I enjoy it. it.
1: So, yeah, so she never really tormented the wife. So um, after the engagement, she went and visited Lucy, the widow, and told her that she would return to visit the family in seven years. Okay. And then she left.
0: Did she come back in seven years?
1: She returned in 1828.
0: I was like, and she left for seven years. So
1: she returned in 1828 as promised. And this time she focused her visit on John Bell Jr., who you might remember is the one who threw the vial into the fireplace. I I also believe he was the youngest son of John Bell. Um, She apparently sat for three weeks and would discuss things with him and would talk and discuss things like the origin of life, civilization, Christianity. The need for a spiritual awakening in the world. Sure. But the most notable things is that apparently she talked to him and predicted the Civil War. What? Apparently, according to John Bell Jr., she predicted that the Civil War was going to happen. All right. She left again after these three weeks, promising to visit again in 107 years. Now, that would have been 1935. And at that point, she would be visiting Dr. Charles Bell who is the grandson of John Bell, Jr. Now, there's no visit recorded of her coming in 1935. However, Dr. Charles Bell, the grandson, did write a book about the Bell Witch that was published in 1934, recounting stories that were passed down through the family, including the witch coming back in um, 1828 and prophesying the Civil War, etc. Um. As for Betsy, Bitch Slapped Betsy, who really is the star of this story, let's be honest. Um, she went on to marry a man, a different man, named Richard Powell, who also happened to be her school teacher. So she's living that professor fantasy.
0: So um, Bitch Slapped Betsy and, slip di- and uh, Slick Dick Rick. Slick Dick Rich? Slick Dick Dick? Because his name's Richard already? Just Slick Dick. Slick Dick. Slick Dick Powell last name know, it's, it's like for some reason. i like the, it's, it's late it's we're spending things. way too long sorry, focusing please go on, on
1: go this on, go on. i was like it's, it's late um anyways <laughs> um so apparently yeah so she went on to marry richard powell and the entity had no problems with this match right she and was this like he's cool he she was right. like this is fine yeah right he smokes weed i like him i put in parentheses sketchy question mark as for today you can visit the Bell Farm where an early version of the family's cabin has been built and see the cave that exists on the property that people now, people now attach the cave as being the home of the Bell Witch. They think that she lived there. Sure, and they, why not? Exactly. They say some weird things have happened there, but honestly, I can find no historical reference to the cave other than Absolutely. the fact that it's on the property. Now, a few things. Um, one explanation for the entity and for what happened that I like a lot. And that was that it was Powell. It was old slick dick Powell. Here's why. Powell was a family friend and he was a school teacher to Betsy and Betsy's fiance, Joshua Gardner. He took a liking to Betsy and he openly was disappointed in her engagement to Gardner. Now, he was politely and openly disappointed in her engagement, but he was still disappointed publicly. And he had also expressed in the past the interest in marrying Betsy when she was older. Though it's not proved, also, it's rumored that Powell was a student of the occult. He started teaching at the school and met Betsy in 1815. And the haunting started in 1817. Bitch. And the haunting stopped when Betsy ended her engagement with Joshua Gardner. It's... She was then able to marry Powell in eighteen twenty-four, which is only three years later, with no protest from the entity. Mm-hmm. Dot dot dot. Suspicious. Oh, girl. You decide. That's my thought on that. Uh, a few odd things that have happened in recent years, because I did look this up to see if there were any recent hauntings. I like that
0: twist ending. He's a boy witch.
1: Who knows? Who knows? But she, you know, she married him and and died married to him. So. A few odd things that have happened in the recent years um in nineteen eighty six uh, and a lot of people focus their attention on the cave now, for some reason. Um, a writer and photographer went to sleep in the cave one night while in the first room of the cave, they heard a noise from deeper into the cave, followed by an unwavering groan repeated louder and louder, accompanied by several loud thumps. When it happened after the third time, the men retreated to the cave entrance only to find that the third rumble had been made by a jet flying overhead. Yep. As they turned to go back inside, a loud pitched high scream came from inside the cave. Mm. They did not stay the night. It was just one of them.
0: Yeah, it was, was cell 12.
1: 12. Um, and then my favorite recent account is the most, most recent. And this guy reported in 1987, a guy named H.C. Sanders reported that 20 years earlier, he ran out of gas on the road right across the street from the farm and the cave. Uh, As he began to walk towards town to get more gas, uh, a rabbit came out of the woods and began to follow him. He walked faster, but the rabbit kept pace, even when he began to start running. After he went about a mile, he stopped and sat down on a log to catch his breath. And apparently the rabbit jumped up onto the log on the other end Looked at him and said, Hell of a race
0: we had there, wasn't it? I would cry. Oh my God, I would <laughs> sob. I would be so freaked the fuck out. <laughs> and that's the story of the Bell Witch. Hooray. Who might also be a rabbit. No. Who might be a rabbit or, you know. It might be a rabbit who maybe bitch slaps he you. he was a slick dick, Rick, who was a teacher slick and also dick a man Powell. witch.
1: You never know. I'm, um. So that's the story of not the not Bell sloppy Witch. Not a show, but like a man witch. Um, I will say there's a ton of history on this. So this really is probably not as deep into it as I could have gotten. That's what she said. But. I really feel like I hit all the points and it really is terrifying to think about. And um, yeah, that's the Bell Witch that's, that's in Tennessee. If you go and visit there, they do have all that property on the land. She has her own marker. There's also a marker for Bitch Slapped Betsy there as well. It's not, it doesn't say Bitch Slapped Betsy. They don't Betsy. call her that. They call her like they Betsy They just call Bell. her Betsy. Well, Betsy Powell. Betsy Bell Powell. Betsy Bell Powell. That sounds, mm, sounds like an electric company. Betsy I know, Bell I was Bell. waiting
0: for it to come around to uh, Alexander Graham Bell.
1: Oh, there you go. It's tired. I want cookies. It's tired.
0: It, it is, is tired. tired. It is tired.
1: You guys don't understand, but we're doing this for you. But it, So we both worked all day. Stephanie's been doing a show. It's been a whole thing. We, honest to God, you guys, we recorded an episode episode before this, and we lost. it. We lost
0: it, and we were we're powering through. We were going to record two episodes today, and you know what? We We still did, but but one of them is gone. We're not crying. We would really love some love and support. But you know what? If you want to make us feel better, you could subscribe and give us a five star rating in iTunes. And tell us what you love about us. And you can email us um with your own personal anecdotes or just what other ghost stories you would love to hear us talk about, or conspiracies or witches or paranormal activitas. Oh you- yeah. And if you have a ghost dick. Girl. I'm so
1: tired, I almost forgot about that ghost please dick. Please send us a dick wearing a Kleenex. Honestly, as a ghost. right now that's all, all that we want to with see tonight. Eyes.
0: Please give us a googly eye ghost. Dick. At deadtime stories with a Z, all one word, at gmail.com. I mean, honestly, it's so easy. Just email us. But please, it has to be dressed up as a ghost. <laughs> you can also follow us on Instagram, <laughs> deadtime stories, all one word. We're on Twitter, we're on Tumblr. And um, you can subscribe and listen to us on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Google Play. We are all over the place, girlfriend. Follow our personal pages on Instagram. I'm S. C. Kernison. That's K. E. R. N. I. S. A. N. That's my last name. Sarah is at Over Your H. E. D. D. I. N. S. On Instagram, and we're real people, and you should talk to us, and you should. We're real people who are real tired. I feel like our energy level voice. Like, I'm going to listen to this
1: to edit it, and I'm going to be like, we sound so tired. I can't believe anyone stayed and listened to us. But you know
0: what? You should be listening to this at nighttime when you're tired so that you can go to sleep and have nightmares.
1: And also just leave it on so even when you fall Let asleep, it shows that you listen to the whole dreams. episode.
0: <laughs> Let us haunt your dreams. Um, That's season two's music. Okay. I'm <laughs> Stephanie. I'm Sarah. And this has been Dead, Dead Time, Time Stories. Stories. Thanks for listening, guys. Good night. Dead Time Stories is hosted by Sarah Heddens and Stephanie C. Furnison. Music and editing by Eric Gershnow. Artwork by Rennie Slackman.
1: (laughs) Can you go pause it? Eric?
0: I'm afraid to touch it. (laughs) Eric, help. Eric. I know he can't hear. It's not like he can hear. He's not down here. (laughs) I want every episode to end just being like, like,
1: "Eric, Eric.